Hello, and welcome to another episode, second episode of Conscious and Curly. I am your host, Angelica. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining me again. If you joined me the first time, thank you for joining me now. If this is your first time, wherever you are, I just appreciate you being here. Um, before we dive into this episode, I want to let you guys know that I am available on YouTube if you're listening only on audio. And if you're on YouTube, I am also available on Apple and Spotify. Feel free to leave me any review on Apple. If you guys listen to me on Apple, any feedback, um, like, subscribe, share, all of that goodness. I appreciate it. Regardless, I appreciate you being here and listening to what I have to say. Um, yeah. So now I guess we got to get into the hair. I have changed it. It is drastic. So it needs to be addressed, but I am conscious and curly always. I'm just locked right now, conscious, curly and locked. And um, yeah, giving my curls a break, a protective style for the summer. Curly girls know what I mean. Anybody, any black women know what I mean. So it's normal. It's life. But I guess it is too drastic not to address. So there you go. Um, yeah, now I guess we can get into it. I want to introduce you guys in this episode to my segments. Um, I have three different segments that I will be introducing you guys to that will be on every episode going forward and just a little break from the main topic to get some more gems to just share some more random insight I know (laughs) or have. Um, Yeah. So the first segment is called Food for Thought which is just any information I know, have heard, um, that I would like to share. I'm reading a really interesting poetry book right now. You guys feel free to ask me if you're interested in that. But um, there's some lines from that that I'm pretty sure I'll be sharing. Um, Either way, today's food for thought is in regards to the full moon right now. It is a full moon and it is a strawberry moon. The reason it's called a strawberry moon is because the indigenous people way back when um, used to use this moon specifically to know when the fruit were ripe and specifically strawberries. And they are. So people have been in it and in tune with the universe since the beginning of time. That's why I'm bringing focus to the moon. Every full and new moon, I do a ritual um, new moons are focused on like setting intentions. And then usually three weeks later, 28 days specifically, you'll have a full moon, which is about like releasing and letting go. Um, so it's a great cycle just to get in habit of if you're not already. If you're interested in that too, let me know. Maybe we can do a ritual together. Then it's not as witchy as it sounds but it might be a little witchy for you based on what you're into. I don't know. Either way, let me know if you're interested. I'm doing it regardless. So today's food for thought is not about the indigenous people, but that is just random information I know. So you're welcome. But the food for thought is that when the moon is directly overhead, 
you will weigh slightly less. And it really has nothing to do with our weight and more to do about the gravitational force of the moon. And I just thought that was some interesting facts. Um, yeah, so getting into today's topic, I have reflected and noticed, and this is a topic that's been something that's kind of common specifically for me in my life and season right now. I am a single mom. As I said in the first episode, I have two little boys, but being single, emphasis on the single, I am dating right now. And with dating comes learning people, trying to figure out what works for you, what doesn't, who works for you, who doesn't. And the term red flaw, or I mean, sorry, the term red flag gets brought up a lot. And I just in reflecting have wondered what is a red flag versus a human flaw? Because I think there's a lot of things that people deem or identify or see as a red flag that I've realized I may be a little more forgiving. And maybe I've wondered, is this because we're empathetic person and prone to toxic, another common term used, people? Um, or am I really too patient? Is this a problem of mine? Should I be seeing everything as a red flag? I've just wondered all of these things. So I figured we can dive deeper together on this journey with me. <laughs> um, so according to Miriam Webster, first, I wanted to kind of dive into the difference. Let's, let's sip some wine, calm down a little, Angelica. <laughs> I'm a little flustered and, and nervous and excited, but it's good. So according to Merriam-Webster, the meaning of a red flag is to identify or draw attention to a problem or issue to be dealt with. Now, I also realized that when I looked up these terms, I'm looking up literal terms, not like society's way of using them or the slang way that we really use them today. Merriam-Webster was not meaning red flag in terms of dating, but we do use this term in dating. And I kind of wanted to bring it back to the root of the word and why we may use this term in dating. And so the meaning, again, of a red flag is to identify or draw attention to like a problem or an issue to be dealt with. Now, according to Merriam-Webster, a flaw is a small fault or weakness. Now, when I read that, I was like, okay, those both are kind of this, it's basically the same thing. The only difference is a red flag is drawing attention to it to identify it, whereas the flaw is the issue. And in dating today, I feel like we use the term red flag as though that is the issue when really a red flag is supposed to be like just you kind of making note and kind of drawing attention to something. It doesn't necessarily mean like, I don't know, the red flag itself isn't the issue. The red flag is to note the issue. Um, and again, I'm no professional. <laughs> I'm single still dating, still trying this all out still, but I just feel like in dating and what I realize in the dating world is that we don't 
have patience. Like there's always another option and we always are willing to utilize that option versus really trying to learn somebody or really trying to give somebody time or grace to go through that. I feel like, I also feel like red flags or flaws could be different based on the person. So the reason I bring that up is because there's a lot of times when I'm sharing with girlfriends or my sister, I talk to my sister a lot about this, and they are calling things out that are red flags. And I don't see it as that. I see it as something that really doesn't bother me or something that I feel like is just in this person's season. And it's not a red flag to me because I know it's something that will not always be. Um, so I also feel like we as people need to realize like red flags aren't universal. It's not just everybody has the same red flags. And I also just feel like we need to, like I said, be more patient and give each other more grace. And I'm not saying if there's a whole bunch of red flags or if you're just realizing this person isn't aligning with you, like you definitely can realize that and set boundaries when you need to. I just feel like we are so quick to write people off and be done um, just with something that maybe has never been brought up to them. Maybe they've never even noticed that before. I am even guilty of that. There was a guy I was dating years ago who I went to his house. I had never been to his house. We've always, we always were at my house. One day I went to his house and I realized why we never went to his house. It was a mess and his bathroom was a mess and I just really didn't like it and just kind of like faded out after that. Didn't really ghost him, but I faded out. What would that be called? I don't know, probably ghosting. Um, And instead of like putting my big girl pants on and being like, look, your place is messy and I don't really like that. It's turning me off. And maybe him being like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know it was messy. (laughs) I don't know how he wouldn't know. But maybe him realizing like this is worth cleaning because I still want to get to know you or I've never had anybody call me on my shit. Thank you for that. Let's let me do something about it. I feel like we need to try that more and try truly like addressing the red flags instead of calling it a red flag and kind of holding that red flag in our pocket to ourselves. I guess keeping on the red flag analogy, we need to really like throw the flag on the play and bring it out to everybody and be like, yo, this is what I see. This is how I feel about it. What about you? What you going to do? Are you bothered at all that I'm bothered? Do you feel anything at all? Like just communicate and just truly call the thing out. And if it's something that they're like, no, for sure, this is just who I am. And this is just something that you got to deal with. You now then decide if this is something you want to deal with or not. But regardless, I feel like we overuse the word and I feel like we need to kind of change what that means to us and change how we Give people grace and how we truly communicate that red flag instead of just like noting it to ourselves, telling everybody else about this red flag. We also need to tell that person about their red flag and about any issue that we have, really. Um, Yeah, 
and kind of I challenge you or I guess I I don't know I don't want to say that (laughs) do what you want but I think it would be good if we kind of all reflect and think of our patience level with red flags or with human flaws and how much grace we're really giving people and how much grace we're asking for with ourselves with our own red flags and our own human flaws. Because I know I have some and I know I've had even crazier ones (laughs) in the past that I've grown through. And yeah, I was expecting a lot of patience with that. And I've expected a lot of grace with mine and I was not giving the same. So I just challenge us and invite us to reflect on that. Um, That was just the thought that I had and wanted to kind of dive deeper into red flag versus human flaw. Um, Again, leave a comment. Let me know what you think about it. If you think I'm right on, if you think that hell no, you have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know why you're giving these people, whatever. I'm not going to give you hate mail to send me. But whatever you feel like saying, if this related to you, feel free to let me know. I will now slide on in to our next um, topic or our next segment, which is anonymously kinky. I asked because... I hadn't set this up to ask you guys yet. I had asked Instagram um, to submit questions. Oh, by the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram at conscious underscore curly. Communicate with me there. You'll find my personal there. It's linked. Yeah, talk to me. Um, But I asked Instagram to submit questions for this first episode and Thank you, everyone, if you're listening, whoever's listening, if you are, for submitting those questions. I really appreciate it. Um, And I do want to say that there were a lot of people who wanted to share their own. Like, I had asked specifically, give me any questions you have regarding kinks, um, fetishes, or anything regarding sex. And I got a lot of responses where people were just wanting to share their kinks, fetishes, or something related to sex, which just further validated to me why this conversation needs to be normalized. There's a lot that people are like holding in and wanting to just share because it's a normal part of life and we're experiencing it and want to know that we're also all sharing this, but there really isn't the space or the conversation and we're so judgmental on it. So this is a place where we're going to drop all that. You guys can write in any questions you have, again, regarding sex, fetishes, kinks, um, to Ask Conscious and Curly, all spelled out at gmail.com. And in the subject line, just put anonymously kinky. All that information will also be in the description. Um And yeah, I will keep you anonymous and I'll answer your questions. So let's get into it. The first question was, how soon do you think you should bring up the topic of sex and kinks with a new partner? Um, I have no blanket statement or like six months. (laughs) I can't tell you anything like that. I say I definitely think it's something that should be brought up early in terms of the getting to know you stage. I feel like, again, a part of normalizing 
sex, normalizing that side of ourselves, which is just another aspect of us. Just like how we clean our house, we have sex. (laughs) How we fold laundry, we have sex. And I think that it's important to normalize that and bring it up early to let your partner know and even maybe invite them to also be comfortable with talking about it. Um, But at the end of the day, sex is something that should not be forced and should only be at your own comfort level. So I really just think you should bring it up when you feel most comfy. I do think that if you never feel comfy with that partner or if you're six months in and not comfy with the sex you're having, with talking about sex to your partner, I think that is a quote unquote red flag, bringing it back to the term or topic of our episode. But I think that's something to note. And I think that that may be not your person. I think you should be comfy. And there's a lot of people who are having really shitty sex because of their lack of comfortability with their partner. Um, And it shouldn't be that way. You should be your most comfortable when you're in that space. That's what leads to infidelity. That's what leads to seeking things out. That's what leads to depression. There's just so much that can come from not truly being your authentic self and truly being in a comfortable space. So I really just say, as soon as you feel comfy enough to talk about it, um, the sooner the better. I always encourage that, especially if you want to be having good sex from the beginning with your partner. I think you should talk about it. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, Question number two was, what are some of your kinks? Meaning me, I guess. Not I guess, I know. Um, My kinks. I don't really know if I have Yeah, I guess I do have kinks. I don't really have fetishes. Um, My kinks would be like choked. I love to be choked. I like to be spanked. I'm into a lot of BDSM, um, rougher side of things. Um, I like threesomes. I feel like that's a kink of mine as well. Yeah, I think that's about it. (laughs) Um... Question number three, simply said booty work. I didn't know I've kept this because I didn't know if it meant twerking. That's immediately what came to my mind. But then I also thought since I'm asking about kinks, if it meant like anal play. So either way, (laughs) I guess ask me any questions regarding those if you want to know. Not twerking. I'm not a good, I mean, anal, I really don't know too much about. I, not from experience, but I know from like just the safe sex being in a in the world kind of information. Um, I do know there's like anal kits if you are interested in that, but have never done that. I highly recommend like um, doing research, not just jumping in, learning about different types of lube, learning about different size, different size plugs or things that you can use to kind of, to kind of train yourself to get there. But yeah, I guess if you have a deeper question, (laughs) no pun intended, feel free to email me on that. Um, And then the last question said simply pregnant women fetishes. Um, I know who this came from. This is one of my really good friends who is pregnant right now. And 
I do know, yes, I guess is what I can say to that. There are a lot of pregnant women fetishes. Um, there's a lot of porn specific for, for and by pregnant women. Um, there's breast milk fetishes. Um, yeah, all of it. It's really interesting. And when I was pregnant, I was, I was really into watching pregnant porn stars have sex because it very much related to me. Kind of like when you're a lot of females watch um, girl on girl porn, even if they're not gay, because the angles and the way what the women are feeling is something they can relate to. They know what it feels like to be eaten out, even if they don't get eaten out by women. And yeah, the pregnant women fetishes and porn is what I was watching because it was what I was relating to. So Highly recommend if you're interested. I can send you some specific names <laughs> to look up. Um, yeah. And again, if you have a question, you can email askconsciousandcurly, all spelled out, at gmail.com, and simply put in the title Anonymously Kinky, and I will keep you anonymous. Um, now, for the last segment, it will be our questions segment where people can ask any type of questions regarding life, relationships, parenthood, anything, consciousness, um, spirituality, and I will answer them. I haven't had any yet, but as soon as I get them, I will be dropping them and answering them here. In the meantime, if you have any questions about life, love, or any part of the human experience, you can email askconsciousandcurly at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, that concludes another episode of Conscious and Curly. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it so much. Until next time, you guys be safe out there. Peace.